Hey everyone, welcome to Be The Change. My name is Lily Mott, and today I'm going to be talking about how change comes when you support others. I am so excited to introduce my guest this week and share our conversation because I was so inspired by this guest's approach to making change and their advice for others who want to make change. My guest this week is Perrin Tiemann, and they are an activist who is passionate about gun violence prevention, LGBTQIA rights, voter registration, and more. I am so excited to share this conversation with you. So without further ado, let's get started with this episode featuring Perrin Tiemann. Thank you for having me, first of all. Um, but my name is Perrin Tiemann. I have been doing advocacy work of one kind or another since I was 13. Um, so since I just turned 19, I guess that makes it like five and a half years now. Um, I primarily do gun violence prevention work with the organization Students Demand Action. Um, for me, that's looked like doing a lot of school-based work in my high school in Oregon and now in my college in Ohio, um, as well as doing a lot of LGBTQ plus uh, rights work um, and voter registration, that kind of thing, you know, all the things that go hand in hand. Um, so, yeah. That is such a great way to get started. And I love how you mentioned the intersectionality of your work and how it really goes hand in hand, especially with voter registration, because that is how so much change is made in the ballot box. So I would love to know more about your background and what got you started with this work. What did the path to getting involved with activism and organizing look like for you? Yeah, so I got involved in Students Demand Action doing gun violence prevention work um, when I was 13 after I heard about the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School shooting um, that happened in Parkland, Florida. Um, and I tuned into the March for Our Lives that happened in D.C., not because I particularly wanted to watch a protest or even really knew what was going on, because, again, I was 13 and hadn't paid much attention to the news or anything like that um, in the years prior. And I was in Oregon. The shooting was in Florida. I had no personal connection to it. Um, so I tuned into this march honestly, because Lin-Manuel Miranda and Ben Platt were performing, and I wanted to hear what they were performing. Um, but then I was listening to these stories of these advocates who'd gone through horrible things um, and was like, actually, this is, this is unacceptable. I have to do something. Um, but at the same time, I'm an incredibly anxious person. I was known for not speaking in my classes. Um, it was a miracle if I raised my hand to talk about something. Um, so I found Students Demand Action because they had a text team, um, which allows you to not speak to anyone. You just have to send little messages. You know, people are like, oh, how do I get involved with this thing? And I can send back a little text saying, you know, you can start a group at your high school. Um, and that was the perfect level of doing something for me for a little while. And then as I got more comfortable with it, I grew into leading other textures, um, starting a group at my school to take action, um, and it all kind of, you know, snowballed from there. <laughs> 
That's so interesting to hear how you were really able to find these ways to get involved in these movements that made you feel comfortable. And, you know, rather than leading protests or giving big speeches, you found other ways to organize, at least at the beginning of your activism work. So tell me more about ways that people can get involved in change making if maybe they don't feel comfortable leading a protest or being out on the front lines in that way. Can you share some ways that people can support and contribute to movements, especially if some of those in-person events and speaking engagements may seem daunting to them? Absolutely. Um, I definitely want to make sure that I'm creating advocacy that's as accessible for everyone as possible. And for me especially, and for a lot of my friends, that means creating ways that people don't necessarily have to dive in. They don't have to show up to things in person where they're ridiculed or expected to know all of the answers immediately. Um, So a lot of that right now, thanks to um, this whole Zoom thing that we've created in the past few years, looks like just Signing up to be an observer, um, I think that's how I learned a lot, was when I joined the text team, I was able to, you know, send these pre-written um, messages and kind of learn what the answers to people que- people's questions were um, and to be able to learn more about the movement, like what um, legislation was taking place at the federal level without necessarily asking the questions that would cause me more anxiety. So I think... Um, joining things like text teams, um, if you're somebody who doesn't mind speaking to people, um, but still like doesn't feel comfortable seeking out necessarily all of the information, like phone banks, those are a great way to get involved, um, especially as we near, you know, every single election, there's countless phone banks for local communities, statewide, we're getting up to a presidential election. So even just getting information out to people in a way that, you know, you aren't necessarily doing it in your community, which can be um, taking a lot of the stress off. Um, I've also found that um, doing things with other people can help a lot. Um, It kind of depends on the person. But for me, understanding that advocacy doesn't have to mean like a 300 person protest. It can be like four of you sitting in a room thinking, here's how we can make change in my school, which my high school is really small. Um, So four of us, you know, sitting together, uh, planning out like, here's some problems we found. Here's what we think might be a solution. Who can we reach out to? And just being together in that space is a way to take off some of the barriers that are so often presented as like, oh, you need to you need to form this giant protest if you want to do anything. That's that's not how it works. Um, and I've seen so many people make a difference even through submitting written testimony um, just to say, like, I do care about this thing. I, like, maybe I don't have access to go to the meeting where the testimony is being accepted, something like that. Um, but I always still want to voice my opinion. I think all of those things are incredible tools. Um, and with Students Demand Action especially, um, those are really accessible by joining like the state team, the text team, um, just tuning into a welcome call, kind of learning more about the movement. Um, a lot of uh, parallel movements have similar things. I'm constantly getting texts from like Sunrise Movement talking about like joining a giant call just to hear what's going on. And I feel like even tuning in to that information is a way to make change in and of itself. 
I think that makes so much sense. And I love that idea of doing work outside of your community because that might be a way to feel more comfortable speaking with people and raising awareness. And just because you may not feel comfortable doing that work in your own community, that doesn't mean that you can't do it somewhere else. So I think that's great advice. So you are working on raising awareness about some really emotional issues, especially gun violence prevention, which I think is such a scary and frustrating issue for so many Americans. We just see so many headlines about mass shootings and gun violence, like the shooting just last week on October 25th in Lewiston, Maine. How do you manage to maintain your mental health and stay motivated to make change as you're doing this work? Yeah, that is the never-ending question because every time we... Uh, come back and there's been another shooting. Um, So for me, especially what keeps me going is the community of the movement, especially after the Club Q mass shooting in Colorado Springs last November, um, which took place on Trans Day of Remembrance and was targeted at this queer nightclub. That was a really hard day for me and a lot of my friends across the country. Um, So being able to hold space with one another is really one of the most crucial elements to this movement and one of the best reasons for me that I stay. Um, And I know a lot of people cite that as their reason as well. Um, It's one thing to make change by yourself. It's another to make change in a community. Um, And that's what's able to keep so many of us going. Um, Also, just knowing that I don't have to be the one to make change on everything. Um, For me, my focus is always suicide prevention, um, trying to keep young people safe, young queer people safe. Those are the areas that I feel like I have some level of expertise that I can lead in. And other areas, it's, you know, that's my space to step back and do what others ask of me, because I'm not um, somebody who's eligible to speak on what it's like to be a survivor of gun violence. I don't know what the like best options to take action in every area are going to be. So just knowing that I don't have to be the one to lead everything is kind of the best way that I'm able to keep myself in check. Definitely. I think acknowledging those different experiences and understanding that everyone has a space to speak and lead is is so important. So along those lines, what changes are you hoping to see when it comes to these issues that you're so passionate about? Um, there's so many. Um, it would take hours to list every change I'd want to see, but I think the ones that are top of mind right now, especially with the Lewiston shooting in Maine last week, um, are a federal assault weapons ban. We need to reinstate that. Um, It's essential to get, you know, military grade weapons off the streets where they're being wielded by civilians. That just doesn't make any sense. So that's my main like federal policy that I have high hopes for at this particular moment. Um, I'm always hoping for the Disarm Hate Act. Um, That's something that would keep firearms out of the hands of anybody who is convicted of a hate crime. That will protect so many more people. Also, red flag laws in the states that don't have them. Um, They're also known as extremist protection orders, but those are pieces of legislation that allow a family member or a member of the community to say, hey, I think this person might be in danger of causing harm to themselves or someone else. 
Um, I want to petition the courts to see if we can temporarily remove firearms from their home. Um, and that's an incredible life-saving measure for suicide, domestic violence, mass shootings, all kinds of things like that. And so many states still don't have that order. Um, so to see that enacted in more states or on a federal level would be truly incredible. And really, I could go on and on. But I think the last uh, thing that's always top of mind for me right now is anything that can secure or prevent our rights from being taken away, um, especially as we're seeing across the country, so many states trying to remove access to gender affirming care, um, trying to remove books from schools. Um, I mean, the queer people are still going to be there regardless of whether you stop talking about them. So I am incredibly passionate about making sure that, you know, young people are able to grow up seeing themselves in their schools and able to get access to the care that they need. So I would like to see those bills that are trying to restrict that go away. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. And like you said, I'm sure you could go for hours about these issues and the changes you'd like to see. But I have one more question for you. Lots of young people, especially high school students and college students, want to create change, want to make a difference, but they may not know where to get started with that work. Do you have any advice for those people who may be listening? Definitely. Um, I certainly didn't know how to get started. I got started with a Google search, um, and that turned out to be an incredible option for me. Um, if there's an issue in particular that you're very passionate about um, that always angers you when you turn on the news or see something posted on your social media, um, I would find out if there's any organizations working to fix it. Um, for me, that's taken the form of starting groups on my campuses. Um, depending on where you are, that may look different. Um, my campus right now is in a rather rural area, so we don't have the ability to, you know, go to the state capitol every day um, and advocate for change there. But the people I know who are doing that in states like Texas are doing amazing work, even like not as part of an organization, even on their own. Um, so I think the first step is always um, just seeing what you're passionate about, seeing what others in your community care about. Maybe you and your best friend are secretly both really passionate about gun violence prevention and you never had any idea because you never brought it up. Um, so I feel like just starting conversations and building awareness for what's going on in our country and our world is the first way to get started. And beyond that, it just takes a little learning what you can do. I am so glad I got to talk with Perrin about their work because I think they have such a wonderful perspective on how everyone can contribute to a movement and also how everyone can support one another. Perrin talked about how important it is to recognize the experiences that you've had in your life in order to inform your activism work and also to create space for people who may have had experiences that you haven't when advocating for a specific issue. Perrin's advice reminded me how it can often be so much more important to listen to others than speaking yourself. And I think Perrin's story and advice are great examples of how change comes when you support others.
Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and you can find Perrin on Instagram at perrin.tie to get connected with them. You can also learn more about and get involved with Students Demand Action by texting the word STUDENTS to 64433, and you can also find Students Demand Action on Instagram at Students Demand. If you want to talk about anything I mentioned, please reach out to me by email at lily at bethechangepodcast.org or on Instagram at bethechangepodcast. Tune in for my next episode, but until then, be the change you wish to see in the world. Bye, guys.